Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? I'm Fiona Sheridan and I come from Baldoyle in Dublin. Oh, you're a Northsider? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's not the best people are. Well, true, true, <laughs> true story. Um, Fiona, um, you and I, again, it's weird how the world connects people. So we are in the same working industry. Um, and when I started this podcast, I had a couple of messages. And then recently I had a few messages saying, you know, have you sat down with Fiona? Do you know Fiona? And I was like, I don't know her. And gas, yeah, because I, I kind of think that I, I like to think that I know everybody. I know, but... I was in, I'm in ticketing. Yeah. So I wouldn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. But I'm sure on nights out, I'd say we definitely have seen each other. Yeah. yeah. On nights out. We, we had to have. We couldn't have not. No, I know. It's and weird. like the awards and all, like we definitely would have seen each other awards. I know. Like, and this is like, I, and I was like, and Jay had reached out and Jay was like, you know her? And I was like, no, I was like, I don't know her. But the reason why they wanted me to sit down with you um, was because of your story with Keith. Yeah. So do you want to start at the very beginning growing up, where you're from, where yeah. you met and so on? So both of us grew up in Bad Oil. Um, Keith was five, six years older than me. So I used to just wreck his head as like, I'd be 12, he was 18. And I'd be like, can I have a smoke? Bum smokes off the road. He'd be like, get away from me. <laughs> um, and then... You know, just, you know, like Baldo's small, so everyone knew. Everyone. Still does. It's like Emmerdale. And then my older sister, Kaylee, started going out with Stephen, one of Keith's friends. Okay. So they were always like their friends would be around my house. We kind of got to know them as like adults then. Um, and then when I turned 16, mom was like, oh, you can go to the pub if you want. So started going to the pub but like my friends were all 16 and like we wouldn't always get in everywhere so I started going out with Katie and Stephen and all their friends and then yeah just started following them around like Katie probably didn't even want me going out but I was like I'm coming <laughs> and then we went to Katie's birthday I remember well what maybe like her 19th birthday maybe no her 23rd birthday it was so we went out to Hope. And then I, um, they, Kaylee and Stephen were renting a house in Hope at the time. We had like pre-drinks there. I was like painting nails and all. And Keith was there. And like, it was such a me- like an absolute messer. But like, 
if anyone else done it, you'd be like, he's a head wrecker, get him away from me. But because it was him, it was gas. And everyone was just like, get away from me. But it was funny. But you'd be like, knocking me hands. Right. So that like the nail varnish just got all over my hand and all that stuff. So it was, I was kind of the focus, focus of his messing okay. all night. So we went out to host, had a great night, uh, a few drinks and all. But yeah, I was the focus of his head wrecking attention <laughs> the whole night. Like the school, at the schoolyard kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know? But not bullying, just <laughs> no, like, yeah. Do you know, I don't know, like, kind of actually bullying, like, kind of schoolyard, like, you know, like, pull your hair a little bit, like, yeah. walk a bar or something. So then everyone was closed, last call. Um, we went back to the house and hoped more drinks. Um, good few of us went back, and then I think it could have been four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Everyone started falling asleep, and then there was no beds left, nowhere left to sleep, no couches, people on the floor, everywhere, just everywhere. So I was like, Where am I going to sleep? It's my sister's house, and I've nowhere to sleep. So I went into the spare room, and there was a double bed in there, and Keith was in the bed. So I just knocked on the door, I was like, Can I get in? And he was like, oh, like real gentleman though, like yeah. proper gentleman. He was like, oh, I'll go sleep. Where I was like, there's literally, are you going to sleep in the kitchen table? Because that's all that's left for like anyone to sleep on. And he was like, oh, I'll sleep on the floor. I was like, not like, I'm just getting in for a sleep. Like, mm. I don't care. It's a double bed. Move over. So I got in. But of course, the two of us ended up chatting all night, laughing. He had me in stitches. And then he was laughing at me. So like, he... He thought it was funny, but funny to laugh at. Okay. So he was just laughing at me. Like, we just had a great night. That was the first time I actually properly, like, you know, when you know someone, you're in the same group, but you never actually just have like one-on-one time with them. Mm. So that was the first time I actually like properly spoke to him, got to know him or whatever. And we had a great laugh and then got up the next morning. Oh no, then he asked me, he's like, uh, give us a kiss. I was like, no. He was like, well, give us a kiss. So I was like, okay then. <laughs> so gave him a kiss and then got up the next day. Both of us went home or whatever. And he was like, uh, getting out of the car. I remember he was real nervous, small, getting out of the car. And he was like, uh, I'll give you a text. I was like, yeah, 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 okay. But I was probably going like bright red on my face as well. Like, So that was grand. But he didn't have my number. Like he didn't ask me for my number or anything. So I don't know how he thought he was going to give you a text. So... Then I went on a fan trip, actually. What did Kaylee say? Did you tell her you kissed him? No. No, no I didn't tell anyone because I was like, I didn't even know how I felt about it. Like, it was just a drunken thing. So I didn't mm. want it to be like a big deal. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And like, Keith, everyone in Baldwin knew Keith. Mm. Like, everyone held him in such high regard. And he was like the funny, everyone knew him. Everyone loved him. So I was like... I'm not going to make a big deal out. I didn't even know how I felt about it. I was like, do I like him? Was it just a trunk of tape? Like, how do I feel about this? So I was just like, I'm not telling anyone. How old were you at this point? I was 20. Right. Yeah, I was 20. So you knew him a very long time. Ah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then it was even more weird because like I never, well, although not that I never thought of myself with him. But I remember I was going out with a fella before him and I remember I used to look at him and nights out and be like, why can't I be with someone like him? <laughs> like real outgoing and like funny and up for the laugh and, you know, like always up for, not just a party, but like just social. Mm. Like, why can't I be like with someone like him? I remember thinking it 
but I never thought I'd be with him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, not that I wasn't interested. It just never entered yeah. my mind yeah. that it could be him. Um, so yeah, I think that was probably a Friday night day. And then like, I think the Monday I think it was in work and I was on my lunch break and I was like, then I started ringing people and I was like, so this happened on Saturday and I haven't heard from him. He said he texted me. So I wanted him to text right. me. So I was like, okay, I do like him. And then, but you had to get your number off like one of the other lads. Yeah. And then like, you know, don't text too soon and all the like games that everyone plays. So then, you went on a fan trip. He had texted me. Did he check? He texted me before the fan trip. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm go- I was going to Cancun. Right. I was like, oh, I'm going away for a week. And then I was like, shit, like a week was such a long time. Like, yeah. I was like, shit, that's mm. it now. It's done now because I'm going away for a week. And then it was my 21st birthday. The week after I got back mm. from the fam. So I was like, I invite him to my party or maybe two weeks. I was like, well, I invite him. I was like, well, that's a big, like huge step. Mm. So I was like, I'll invite the whole family. Right. Because I knew the whole family. Yes. So I was like, I'll send it to the Sheridans. Right. And then he'll come if he wants to come. <laughs> but if he doesn't come, then I know. Like, there was no pressure on him. Isn't it crazy the things we do? I know. Like, <laughs> like, we'd be talking about this like 10 years on. I'd mm. be like, I was scared to send an invitation to her. Like, and then you know someone so well. And you're like, why was I so like? Yeah. It's mad. But yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'll send it to the family. The whole family came and then he came. It was like 50s themed. Right. So we were all dressed with like the 50s gear. He had like, he looked great. He had like a white t-shirt on, but like the sleeves rolled up in a cigarette packet in it. So like it was oh. and all. And he had uh, like a hat on from the 50s and all. Like he looked great. But, did you get butterflies in his song? Yeah. And I still did till like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he... So I was like, is he going to be your 21st kiss? <laughs> I was like, no, no, that's very too much. I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't. Um, and they were like, well, who is? And I was like, I think I'm going to have my dad to be 21st kiss. So it was my dad. No, do you know what? It wasn't. My dad was 20. Yeah. Whatever the counting got mixed up. Yeah, as it does. And it was actually uh, Keith's brother. <laughs> was my 21st kiss. Okay. <laughs> But he was one of our friends as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was him. It was he doing it for the laugh. Like, so it was Keith's brother was my 21st kid. <laughs> so it was someone in the family at least. Yes. But yeah. Oh yeah, if it's like he couldn't be able to know. Then the next day, my friend, my school friend was going back to Calcutta to volunteer. Mm. We had gone together with school when we were 16. And she was going back the day. She changed her flights and also she could be at me 21st. So she was going back on the 4th of July. So two days after. And she was having like drinks mm. on the third. So we all went out again. Me and a few pals went. And he was texting me. And he was like, oh, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm just down in Granger's. Having a few drinks. My friend's going off. Like to Calcutta or whatever. Come down if you like. I was like, I don't really care if you come. But like, please come. <laughs> please come. Yeah. So him and two of the lads came down. And then, we, oh, then we went knacker drinking afterwards because right. the bar closed and we were like, oh, we go out now. <laughs> like, we weren't dressed for out. Yeah. So we uh, went down to the seafront in Bad Oil and like knacker drank. Lovely. <laughs> Real romantic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly what you want. <laughs> so then he walked me home. We had a kiss. Oh, I tried to cook him a burger. No, locked. I'll cook you food. In the house? In my house. Okay. 
Um, and I burnt the thing and he, he's eating and he's like it's gorgeous but I was like <laughs> I thought it was I was like this is delicious <laughs> so he was eating and telling me it was gorgeous and all. we had a little kiss and then that was it and then he asked me to go bowling on our first date Aww. brilliant for the UCI yeah oh the plex yeah. yeah and then yeah I was like trying to be all I know how to bowl yeah like, not like this, like, but he was doing like, you know, the leg thing, like, yeah, he was doing it proper. And I was like, I'm gonna try that. Mm. So I was like, trying to do it, but you know, let the ball go when I was like, that <gasps> really hit him in the head. <laughs> he was like, What the fuck? I was like, I'm so sorry, but like, that was just us down for tea, yeah, because we're as clumsy as each other. Yeah. So it was gas, yeah, we had a great egg actually. Bowling, there was another couple there, but they knew it was our first day. I did, they were probably together about 17 years or so, yeah. and they kept looking at us and being like. Ah, cute and then that was making me more embarrassed I was like stop looking at me like it was mad but it was great yeah bowling is actually a great first date is it? yeah yeah I suppose it is you to go to the cinema you can't talk true so you're sitting there going yeah what do I do? he's going to touch my hand now yeah so. is, is he going to touch me? Is he touch me? and then like reaching into the popcorn yeah I'm oh, sorry or like the <laughs> oh, like reaching over when you're <laughs> but bowling like you're focusing on something but you can yeah yeah, yeah chat yeah. in between yeah so there's a tip for anyone listening. First day, go bowling. <laughs> and is Kaylee fully supportive of this situation? Yeah, everyone was. Because yeah. everyone loved him. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he used to call in before I was even with him. He used to call in to me dad, but like he was mad for fishing and mm-hmm. everything like that. So he's calling to me dad, but like, because my dad's a chef. Right. So he's calling to me dad and be like, oh, I caught this. Like, how would you cook it? Oh, wow. In other words, like, will you cook it for me? Right, okay. So yeah. dad be like, yeah, if you were, did he would be like, cook him. Yeah. Or oh, he caught a lobster. He's like, what would I do with it? Yeah. So my dad was like, right, leave it with me. So my dad cooked the lobster for him all nice. And then he came back around, collected it and all. So like, he was in me, like he was part of the family. Kind of under. Casually. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone knew him. Yeah. To a certain extent. And then, so yeah, everyone was like delighted that mm-hmm. we got together. Except for one of, not except for, it was like a joke, but one of our friend's mom she's like I wanted him for my daughter oh. going mad I was like yeah well sorry I got there first I think everyone wanted him for their daughter yeah in fairness. he was just brilliant so yeah we did that and then how quickly does the relationship escalate and love and all of that come into it pretty quick so that was my birthday was the 2nd of July when we kind of Start, like mm. it was more than just a one night kiss you yeah. know what I mean and then like, he asked me to be his girlfriend on like the 16th of July mm. so two weeks later and then oh, we were going to electric picnic and he oh, that was actually before that sorry I'm getting confused now take your time we were going to electric picnic mm. and I was like oh I can't get to Friday off work so I'll get the bus from town mm. down and I'll meet you there. And he was like, oh, I can't get off work either. Liar. Yeah. yeah. just wanted to give me a lift down and all that. So, yeah, it was pretty, everything, not everything happened pretty quick. Like, I think I knew I loved him very early on. Mm. Yeah, very early on. Um, but, like, we were inseparable from day one, nearly. Do you know, like, mm. well, because we had mutual, like, we had the same friend group. Mm. So it just kind of, it worked very, I already knew his family, he already knew mine. Mm. There was no like meeting the parents or anything. Mm. We went to Vegas with his family in the January after. So like five months later, his whole, well, not his whole family, his mom's dad, one of his sisters and her boyfriend at the time. 
And is that one of his aunties and uncles were gone? And he was like, Do you want to come to Vegas with like my family? I was mm. like, Oh, uh, mm. yeah, I wanted to go to Vegas. And yeah, I yeah. like I was more nervous about going and sharing a room with him right. than I was about being with his family. Because okay, I already, yeah. I knew them better than I knew yeah, him yeah, at that yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Yeah, grand. Mm. So we went, we went for a week and we had such a good time. We had a great time. I think after that, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Like, this is it. Like, what? Like, it was such a good holiday. Like, we'd such a laugh. We weren't even like drinking all the time. We were going to shows. Like, we're, as soon as we got into Vegas, got out of the taxi, hadn't even checked into the hotel. And Keith found $10 on the floor. And he was like, picked up because he was too embarrassed to pick up. So. <laughs> Pick it up. And I was like, no, you pick it up. So like, pick it up. So I said, like, right. Well, I walked over, picked it up, handed it to him. I should have kept it. I picked it up. <laughs> so I gave it to him and he walked straight in to a slot yeah. machine. Like literally just abandoned the bags. Yeah. Went into the slot machine, stuck it in, pressed a button. The thing just started lighting up. Bells whistled. Bing, bing, bing. Oh my God. So the wheel turning like it was going mental. And he hated attention on him. Right. Like hated it. Okay. So he was like... I don't know what's happening. <laughs> get me away from this yeah. thing. He was like, get over here. So went over and he was like, I think I'm winning. And I was like, no, it must be like a demo to show you like the ways yeah. of winning. Like, there's no way. What did you do? And he was like, just press that button. Yeah. I was like, no, there's no way you're winning. Yeah. Open one 550 euro on the $10 that you felt. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Then we were like, woo, we were on a lucky streak that yeah. time. Yeah. Like roulette. We were, we were winning every night. We had a ball. Uh, then like he bought me Ugg boots like that was winnings and yeah. like every time he won something like right what else do you want and we were oh. shopping and all it was a great time so yeah that was when I kind of knew yeah this mm. is it because I got on so well with his mom his dad like we, I was like well like you can't get better than that can mm. you mm. like getting on great with his family mm. and having a great laugh with him like yeah. it was just perfect and we still got on like that me and his family mm. like it's brilliant and then when does, like, how does the relationship develop into getting engaged and all of that? So where are we? And what, like, what kind of relationship is it? Like, you know what I mean? Is it that he, he, he's like, are we doing house? Kids? What's so we both knew we wanted family. Yeah. We wanted kids, wanted to buy a house, settle down. Um, now we weren't great at saving because working and travel, I'd be like, oh, this deal just came in for next week. Yeah. I think we should go. Yeah, like, yeah. nonstop. And you'd be like, Fiona, we're saving for a house. I'd be like, I know, but it, it's actually free. Yeah. Like, practically. I, that's the way my mind works. So, all of our minds work in travel yeah. like that, doesn't it? Like, yeah. well, it should be like three grand, yeah. but I'm getting it for 500. So, I mean, how can we not go? It's free. Come on, let's do this. We're basically getting paid to go. <laughs> like, we have to. Yeah. So we went on a load of holidays. Yeah. We still saved a bit. I think we saved for, we were saving for a house about five times. Right. Okay. Um, and then didn't happen. So when we knew we wanted kids, but we wanted to do the holidays and, yeah. you know, we wanted to live like a fun life before mm. we, not that having kids isn't fun, but we wanted to enjoy being a couple. Yeah. And just do sense part for well. as long as we could. Yeah. So... In 2000, um, well, in 2014, Keith had a mental breakdown. Okay. What was that like? Horrible. How, how did Horrible. it happen and what was going on? So we were living together about six months mm-hmm. and probably the fourth time we saved for the house. Mm-hmm. So we were living together about six months and you know when you move in, 
the first time someone and you're like, you're leaving the press door open, like close the door, mm. all the little niggly bits. Yeah. So we were having those arguments and like that was normal. We were fine. It was normal. Mm. Um, and then kind of kept going. But I noticed a change just in him. I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know what it was. It was a change in him. Mm. And I'd be like, are you okay? Like, yeah, Grant. And I'd be like, I know you're not. Like, you know when you know someone's not yeah. okay and they're yeah. not talking to you yeah. and it's so frustrating. Mm. So I was like, I know you're not okay. Like, I'm grat. But he never was big on talking about. Like, he'd tell me he loved me. He was very affectionate. Mm. But talking about other feelings. Right. He'd talk, but not properly. Mm. Just like, oh, I had a shit day at work. Like, yeah, but what happened? Like, let's talk it out. Like, yeah. And he'd be like, no, 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 I'm fine. Just had a shit day. And that'd be it. So now it was a change in him. I don't know. I still to this day can't put my finger on what the change was. Then he started like kind of reverting back to when he was like 18. He'd be like, oh, I'm in the lads, like playing PlayStation till two o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, you're in your 20. Like, what are you doing? You're in work tomorrow. Like, wow. Mm. Um, so I was like, do you just not want to be with me? Like, I can move it like we can break up you don't have to like yeah. stay out all night mm-hmm. so he was like no I just I am feeling myself I just don't feel right and I was like okay so maybe when I go to the doctor like mm. neither of us knew what mm. you're supposed to do yeah so I was like do you want to go to the doctor and he was like no 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 I'll be fine like I'm fine I was like okay so eventually went on for a say about Three months. And how are you feeling in yourself at that time? I can't really remember, but it was scary. It was, I was worried about him. I felt like it was me. I was like, well, he doesn't want this relationship. So, but then I wanted it. So I was kind of like fighting for it. It was, it was a lot. But I think as soon as he kind of told me he wasn't feeling himself, then I was like, okay, I'm worried about him more mm-hmm. so than myself mm-hmm. or us. Do you know what I mean? So then eventually he did go to the doctor and he opened up to the doctor, told him exactly what he was feeling, how he was feeling. Um, and they diagnosed him with depression and anxiety, social anxiety. I can't remember the correct mm. term. Um, social anxiety, basically. So put him on tablets. Um, put him on tablets and like referred him for a counsellor. But like the waiting list was mm. six years or something. Like it was mental. Mm. So that was fine. He was taking the tablets. But he was still like going out and drinking with mm. lads. And so but that's counterintuitive. Like, Absolutely. You're taking these tablets to make you feel better. And then you're drinking which is a depressant and gives you anxiety. Like you stop. We had like a few arguments and then he, I was in my, I moved back to me. No, did I move? No, I was just in my man's one night and I got a message off from basically breaking up with me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I just left, like I was just down in my man's. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? So I was ringing him, ringing him, wouldn't answer. Went back so I went back to the apartment and I was like, what the fuck's the story? And he was like, no, don't want, don't want to hear. 
Oh, uh, so I was like, right, fuck you. Sorry, excuse me. Um, so I went back to my man's, like, heartbroken. Because um, he was, God, like, God, love now I can say, but at mm. the time he was being horrible to me, like, mm. horrible. Um, but in my head, I still kind of, like, it wasn't him. It was, it, it was that person and Keith were two separate people. Like, they, he wasn't himself. So then I got even more worried about him. So I did you talk to anyone about how you were feeling? Or did you I'm just, sure I did. Mm. No, I'm sure I definitely did. But like remember after that conversation, I rang his mom and dad. Okay. And I was like, Can you can we meet up? We need to talk. Because he hadn't told his mom and dad that he'd been to a doctor around. Okay. Um so rang his mom and dad and I was like told him basically what was going on and that he needed help. He didn't want it for me at the time. So like, but I was there to support them in helping him and we had a good talk. Um, God love, like very hard for me to tell them and for them to hear it as well from someone that isn't their son. Mm. Um, so then, then they were involved. A few friends, I made them aware of it as well, because closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and had he made anyone aware of it? I think he had told. He told me he had told one of his best friends. I think he had told two of his best friends, mm-hmm. and then Stephen obviously knew because, well, he was his best friend as well. Um, and then Katie mm-hmm. was married to him now at this stage, mm-hmm. or not married, engaged or. What? She's with him forever mm-hmm. at this stage. So like he's part of the family as well. So he know he knows everything. Um so yeah, everyone was kind of aware. So I moved back into my mom's and got like everyone got him into counselling and he was taking his meds and he was actually looking after himself. The lads were you know, bringing him out for walks and but they were great. Like so his family and his friend, like our friends, were constantly in touch with me. So even though he would always be asking about me. So it wasn't that he didn't want me, but he was like, how's Fiona? Has anyone talked to Fiona? So they'd be ringing me and be like, he just asked me, I'm checking in on you, but also I'm updating you on him. And it was very weird. Like we were together so long at that stage. And like for other people to be telling me how he is was horrible for me. Like it was so hard. It was like, but I like... I should be talking to him. Like it was so frustrating, but in my head, I was like, look, if he needs this time to focus on himself, like I'm not going to be the one to be like, like it's not about me. It wasn't about me or us. It was about him. So I had to let him have that time. It was hard. Mm-hmm. I just went on a lot of holidays, ran away. So everyone mm-hmm. on my Facebook or Instagram was like, Fiona's living the life. Mm-hmm. Now Fiona's crying while she's sitting at the pool in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Like every day. But now everyone kind of got all hands on deck, rallied around them. That lasted, not that lasted, everyone still did, but mm-hmm. we weren't in contact, direct contact for, I'd say about three months. And then I got a message off him. No, I think I got a message off him. He was like, hi, any chance we could meet up and have a chat? I was like, yeah. But I didn't know whether it was, let's meet up and have a chat and like, I love you, or mm. let's meet up and I just want to clear the air. Mm. So I was so nervous. My friend and Amy, my younger sister, dropped mm. me up to hope to meet him. 
They're like, we'll wait with you till he comes. I was like, no, no. So I was like sitting on a bench waiting for him. Like I was shaking and just not knowing what was coming. What did you want? I wanted him to like, like, let's get back together. I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's what all I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I had to be like, it was up to him. Mm-hmm. Not that I was like, it was up to him. It was like, and you know what though? Even if, if he had said, no, I, I don't want to be with you. But it meant he was going to be happy. I actually would have been okay with it. I would like, because I'd seen him so low. So I'd be like, if that's what makes you happy, it would have been hard for me, obviously. But at the end of the day, do I want him to be with me if it's not making him happy? Do you know what I mean? So we did that, met up. I had it like in my head, I was like, he's just going to grab me and kiss me, and everything's gone. Like that was best case scenario. Mm. But like, he didn't even hug me. He didn't like, he couldn't look at me, but it was, he couldn't look at me because of everything that had gone on. So we went for a walk. It was lovely. We had a nice chat. He like apologized for being so horrible. He was like, it wasn't me. He was like, so he explained to me. He was like, in that moment, I hated myself. And I, in my head, you deserved better than me. And I knew you wouldn't leave me. So I had to like repel you from me. So I had to be be the one to get you away from me for you in his head. I was like, okay, but should that not have been my choice? Like, that's my decision. He's like, yeah, but Fiona, you've no idea how horrible I felt about myself. Like you deserve everything. And in my head, I was numb. So that kind of gave me a better understanding of because like, I did at the start have like an ang- like anger towards him, obviously, like not a hatred, but like a fuck you kind of feeling towards him. But as soon as he explained that to me, I was like, that makes sense because mm. I knew it wasn't him. Um, so yeah, we had that chat and it was nice, but like I was devastated that he didn't grab me and swoop me off my feet and just mm. like kiss me and happily ever after, like. Mm. So I went out, or then my friend and my younger sister Amy picked me up and they were like, well, and I was like, yeah, that's nice. Great. Yeah. And then he texted me again, maybe the next week. And he was like, do you want to go for another walk? And I was like, oh, okay. So we're doing this slowly, maybe? I don't know. So we went for a few walks, like once or twice a week. And then one of them, like, I mean, we had great talks. It was like, what did you talk about? I was asking him how his counselling was going. He was so open. He was like, oh, so I talked about this this week or not that he had to, but he, he wanted to share. So I was happy to listen. Um, so he told me what they went through that week. Um, he talked to me about how he was feeling and then we just like, we'd be laughing though. Like anytime I was around Keith, I always laughed. Even on his worst days or my worst days, you'd still have one little, even a giggle, mm. you'd have. So were you seeing the Keith that you, you did when you were younger or were you, was this a totally different Keith now that you were seeing? It was still the funny, still his personality, but with a more open side and a more able to be open, like maybe more of a confidence as well because he was, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm able to talk about it and it's okay that I feel this way. 
And did he ever tell you why he couldn't speak that way? I think it was like the be a man. man. Yeah. Do you know, big boys don't cry. Mm. Be a man. Like, stiff up early. But all that crap. Stupid stuff. Absolute crap. That is ingrained in, I think, every man. Maybe in the world. Like, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Completely. So, yeah, it definitely was like, yeah, look, I'm supposed to be a man. Like, well, yeah, I'm a man. Mm. Like, you have a penis, you're a man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a man, you're a man. Mm. But they're, but it's not even like what you're grown. It's just there. It's not even like your parents tell you to do that. Or mm. It's, it's in the world. Yeah, it's the psyche. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, man up. Yeah. Man up. Yeah, man up. Yeah, Even if a girl is doing, you're like yeah. man up to man it. Like you get a pair of balls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Grow a pair. Yeah. Like what? What? Mm. It's mad. Mm. As much as I give it over, I'd probably say grow a pair of something. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do say it comes too. out because yeah. it's, you don't even think about it anymore. It just mm. flies out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. But as soon as he started going to counselling and opening up, he became... So open with me anyway, a lot more open with everyone else. But there was nothing me and Keith couldn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We were out on one walk and I remember like he was like, oh, walk you home. But he, he was nervous to come to my house. Yeah. Like to see yeah. my parents and stuff. So he never like walked me all the way home, mm-hmm. uh, which I totally get. So he was walking and we got to like the top of my road and just out of, I don't know, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't planning on doing it. It was kind of more happy. I just like kissed him. And I was like, shit. I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, no. Like I've been wanting to kiss you on every single walk that we've been on. And I was like, <gasps> so then we had a little make out session. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is great. Mm-hmm. So like came home and I was like, we can't. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, like in the films where they yeah. start doing the dance. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And then he texted me. He was like, I'm so happy to happen, blah, blah. And I was like, I did a little dance when I got in. He was like, me too. I was like, yes. mm-hmm. um, So then like, we were like, okay, like let's take it slow. Like let's ease back into wherever. That lasted about four months because then I moved in. Moved right. back in. and uh, So he kept the apartment going, did he? Yeah, he was still there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, moved back in. Then we went to, so working and travel, I took control of everything, everything, not even just travel, everything. Um, but it was always me being like, let's go here, let's go there, we're going here on this date. Like I wouldn't even let Keita's passport in the airport. I'd be like, no, I have that now with my little travel wallet. <laughs> You know everything. Have everything in order. That's because you work in ticketing. Because I'm, I'm not like that. Oh, because really? you, you work in, and you know that's that's you. That's oh, you people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I blame. Yeah, I'm, I'm the other side. No, it's not all travel. Like, because I, oh. you know, you're like travel agent, and they turn up to the airport with no passport and where to. I'm like, you're a travel agent, but you're, you're. But I've seen. Yeah. What happens when you don't do things? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm fixing those messes. Yeah. So exactly. I'm like, I am not bringing yeah. work to tell them that I'm one of the people that forgot something. Yeah. So I had everything in order of when we'd need it mm. and all that stuff so he rang me one day and he was like do you want to go to Istanbul I was like okay like so random yeah now we always went on like our childhood family holidays we always went to tour right um went to like Alanya because we went everywhere and so I love Turkey so and he I think had been to Turkey once and he was like oh don't worry like I don't really remember it but I'd always be like oh we have to go to Turkey love it so 
he was like, do you want to go to Istanbul? I was like, that's so random, like, so random for him to, even, it was me always making him go on holiday. Mm. So I was like, yeah, grand, I'll have a look at flights. And he's like, no, 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 I'm looking at flights here. I was like, why Sarah getting her like, <gasps> what are you doing looking at flights? That's my fucking job. Yeah. So he was like, no, I'm looking at flights here. We could go this day to this day. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So we like, got the time off work. Booked a f- he booked the flights. I was like, can I not book? Like, why are you booking them? Mm. I can do one work and I can probably get it cheaper. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can probably get that cheaper and I could get on to someone. I'm not getting afraid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was like, no, no, no. Like he was, it was his thing. So I had to just reluctantly let him do it. Take a step back. Yeah. So he booked it and then he was like, uh, I was looking at this hotel. Now I am a snob. Me too. But that's, that, it just comes with it. terrifying. Yeah. I'm a snob when it comes to hotels. Like, it's like far from hotels we were in. Oh, absolutely. The way we carry on. Yeah. Oh, like, it's very good response. Like, silver spoon. I know. Yeah. But, he was like, oh, I'm looking at hotels. And that's when I was like, I don't know if I can allow you to book a hotel. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, this is my thing. I'm doing it. Put his foot down. I was like, okay, now you've done a great job. Mm-hmm. Picked a great hotel, perfect location, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I was happy with that. But he did let me email them. Like, hi. <laughs> <We're going>. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to Istanbul. And God love him. I like... I just made it very too. Uh, he was proposing to me, but I had absolutely no clue. Of course. And you're like, carrying on. And he's probably not like, for the whole time. <laughs> no, like carrying on before we went, we I'll booked out like oh, taking that away from him. Mm-hmm. Then we get there. And so we got there and our friend's cousin, our friend is Turkish, but his mm-hmm. cousin lives in Istanbul mm-hmm. and owns a restaurant. Okay. So he's like, oh, I want to meet. Oh, Beam as his cousin. I was like, well, what? Because this is our first trip since we got back together, since everything had happened. It was our first time away, like on our own, no one around. I was like, I want to meet up with Yama's cousin. I was like, what? I was like, no. I was like, it's like, let's just have time for us. Mm. And he's like, no, no, no. Want to meet up with him. I was like, oh, sick. So the first night he wants to meet him. So I'm going mad. I was like, like, can we not just have our first night? We're only after getting here. No. Putting his foot down again. So I was like, right. Like he never, I like, he let me do whatever I want to. It was always very, like, okay, yeah, he didn't care enough. Yeah. Most of the time to yeah. argue with you. So this time, when, when he did, I was like, okay, this actually means something to him. So mm-hmm. let him have it. So we met up with a man, lovely man. Mm-hmm. Had a great night with him, a few mm-hmm. drinks. Uh, great night with him. So met up with him. We left. But I didn't know he was giving him the ring because okay. we were going to go to his restaurant and he was going to propose in the restaurant and okay. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, we're not meeting him. Yeah. And he's like, we have to fucking meet him. Like, yeah. there's a plan. Mm-hmm. But he can't tell me that. Mm. So. <laughs> but yeah, the image of every woman in Ireland. Uh, like, we're all. We t- all are. Yeah. <laughs> so then we did that. That was grand. But then Keith was very adventurous with it. Like, now he's eating mad stuff. Okay. Like, I'd be getting sick. Right. Stuff he's eating. <laughs> like, he's like, oh yeah, do you ever try like scorpions? I'm like, no, obviously not. Yeah. Or like, crocodile. Like, yeah. Matt, like, yeah. Just stuff nobody eats. Yeah. Yeah. But he loves, like, that's his favorite thing. Yeah. But wouldn't eat lasagna. Right. <laughs> but he'll eat all this stuff. 
like, like it was so fun. Like every like all his nieces and nephews were like, have you ever eaten this? Like it was a game. Mm. What's key eating? Mm. Have you ever eaten this? And like everyone be making like concoctions like key to eat that. Just, like and he would. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. most of the time he'd be like, oh my God, that is delicious. <laughs> that is delicious. So no one ever thought if Keith told something was nice, you just didn't believe. Him. Yeah, yeah. Like no. so we're freaking out over, over escargot. It's their first time to try it. He's like, and he's like, it's actually beautiful. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Snails. Yeah, favorite <laughs> Matt. So he'd eat anything. So when we're in Turkey, of course, mm. he's trying mad stuff. Mm. But his stomach wasn't able for it. Like he'd be eating all this stuff, and then like every holiday we had, we must have. Had at least one night out because he had overeaten on right. weird stuff and he'd be like, my stomach's in bits fit. I can't, I can't move fit. Yeah. I can't go out. I can't go anywhere. We'd have to have one night in <laughs> him getting sick or in cramps and me like just flicking the telly. <laughs> and like, this is great. <laughs> so we had a great time. Done the blue mask. Gorgeous. Lazars. Mm. Walked around like Galaxy Tower. All that stuff. Mm. Gorgeous city. Amazing place. Mm. Um, so we've done all that and we were due to go to the man's restaurant mm. our second last night okay but Keith he's getting sick puking like we're getting ready to go and he is puking as well his nerves are probably gone that's what it was but mm. I was blaming the food right so I was like oh this is the night that we're staying in because mm. we always have to have one mm. so I was like yeah I can't be eating that mad stuff anymore mm. and he's like Grant, just pick me out something to wear I thought like he wanted me to pick a nice outfit for him. Yeah. So I'm picking out clothes. I was picking out clothes from his suitcase and I found a ring box. <gasps> but in my head, uh, it was his mad suitcase. So I was like, oh, his man must have bought Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's somewhere. So I put it on the side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's a ring box in your suitcase. So that made him get sick even more. Because <gasps> he thought I copped it. Yeah. So like I just tortured him. Yeah. Without even knowing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, to the ring box, whatever, put that aside. And so then he's getting sick, he's getting sick. I was like, would we not just stay in or go like to an Italian, mm. like something easy? Mm. And he's like, no, 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 we're going, we're going, we're on grand. So get ready. End up going, gathers himself. <laughs> and we end up going. And I'm quite a picky eater. Like we were two polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a picky or I just I like what I like. Yeah. Um I'll try things, but I usually don't like. Mm. I know what I like. I'm 32. Mm. I know what I mm. so he he was ordering all the mad stuff. And I was like, um, can I just have like that without this? Yeah. <laughs> like wrecking their heads. <laughs> so gorgeous meal anyway, had that. And then they were like, Do you want dessert? I was like, no, I'm actually stuffed. He's like, oh no, we'll, we'll get a dessert. So I was like, no, like I'm stuffed. I might just have like a glass of wine. That'll be my dessert or whatever. So they were like, oh, we have a special. We're going to bring you a special dessert. Because obviously the cousin was all over with us the whole time. Mm. Like we were like VIPs in there. So he brings out this like gorgeous like platter of like baklava. And oh. like the dates and the Turkish delights mm. and all like gorgeous stuff. And I had a, a clot. Yes. Yeah. On t- a yeah, silver yeah, yeah, one, yeah. like that size, a little mm. silver clash on top mm. in the middle. And so we're like, oh, this is all lovely. And I was like, what's that? So yeah. whenever I like, Keith was my taster. Right. 
I go, will I like this? Mm. Like with anything. Yeah. Or like me tea. I'd be scared, always scared that I'm going to burn my mouth. So I'd be like, will you try that and tell me if it's too hot for me? <laughs> like he's just doing everything for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, will you try that make sure it's not too hot for me? He'd be like, no, it's grand. Or like, give it a minute. Like, it's like a child. So I'm giving him stuff. I'm like, will I like this? Yeah. Will I like this? And you're the cousin. I can't remember his name. I keep calling him the cousin. It's there, but I can't think of it. Don't worry. So... He's like, oh, and under, I was like, what's under the dish? And he's like, under this dish is the most delicious Turkish delight you will ever eat in your life. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, we make it in house. Blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I actually don't eat Turkish delight. So I just like bypassed the dish and I gave key, uh, I think it was a date, but like in toffee. Yes, like yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I like that. So he has that in his mouth. And with that, your man has convinced me to try the Turkish delight. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Like nearly annoyed at him. Yeah. So I lift up the thing. There's all these like, you know, the evil eye beads yeah. and in the middle is this ring. Mm. And I was like, what is that? And oh, um, Keith has this mouthful of toffee. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's like, right. <laughs> I know exactly what he's eating. So I understand yeah, completely. Yeah. Oh my God. So he's chewing on this, chomping on it. Mm. And I'm going, what is that? Mm. Then he like stands up and he's like, bro, bro, bro. like he gets down on one knee, uh, his mouth is full, he's trying to do, he's gone bright red in the face, I'm gone bright red in oh the face, God. picks up the ring, he's like, ask me to marry him. But I was like, so in shock, I was not accepting it at all. Right. I wouldn't have put, <laughs> if I had it known. Mm. Um, and then the mouthful, of, like I was laughing, I was in shock God. and I was like, well, he was such a messer. Like such a mess. Yeah. I was like, is this a joke? Okay. <laughs> I was like, are you joking? And he was like, no. And I was like, no, I like, what is happening? Mm. And he was like, I'm asking you to marry me. I was like, oh, okay. There was like a load of like American tourists. Like, they took over the whole restaurant. They were like a big group. And everyone's like, did you say yeah? Because it was probably about three minutes. <laughs> I'm like, did you say yes? And I was like, oh, I never even said yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Oh, yeah. So I put a ring on. It was gorgeous. And everyone, but like, God, look, oh, and then, no, before that, his phone rang and it was my dad. It was an explosion in Turkey, in Istanbul. Okay. Just before Keith asked yeah. me. So he gets a phone call off my dad and he was like, he's, he's like telling me not to ask her. He changed his mind. Oh my God. So he goes outside, answers the phone. My dad's like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Whatever was on the net. Like it was obviously like magnified here. Yeah, we yeah. didn't even hear anything yeah. about it. Um, so that was Grant. He came back in. Then my mom rings me because she here and she's panicking. She's right. bawling, crying. Yeah. I was like, no, my mom thought, like, yeah. I have no idea what to talk about. Yeah. So she's panicking. And then all that, all. So, so then I ring my mom back. I was like, hi. She's like, oh, still crying. I was like, I'm engaged. She's like, what? Like, oh one minute you're dead for a never again. <laughs> it was just but chaos. Chaos. But it couldn't have gone. Like, the two of us were perfectly imperfect, right. is what we'd like to call it. Mm. But like it couldn't have been the smooth. No, it, yeah. it wouldn't have been right. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been right. It had to be a story of chaos. Yeah, for it to be me and Keith, yeah. and for it to be right. It was brilliant to go home. Me mom and me two sisters met us in the airport with balloons and Aww. champagne and everything. And then Keith's family had all the house like mm. balloons, champagne, everything. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. 
And then how long after you just sit, you're sitting down, you're putting wedding plans together? Yeah. How long did we were engaged for? We got engaged in 2004. Yeah, just 2014, December. We got married in 2018 okay. in the August. So again, we were like, we'll get a house first. And just take it back slightly, just during the engagement to the wedding, is everything okay? Is it good? Everything's great. We were very happy. Mm. Very happy together. Keith obviously, like he had a mental breakdown and he still has depression. He still, like that never left him. Yeah, yeah. He had great coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed in his counselling, saw psychotherapist. I found a brilliant psychotherapist, Ivor Brown. I don't know if he's still practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant man. He, he's done great work with Keith. Um, he tried everything that he could find. Uh, we done yoga together to try and calm his anxiety. We done, he got very into meditation. So every night he used to meditate. Um, exercise was brilliant for him. Exercise was like, he didn't like exercising, mm-hmm. uh, but it was so good for his mind. If he didn't exercise three times a week, he felt it. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, right. Like, obviously, if you're not into exercise, I don't think anyone is into I'm not into it. No. Is anyone actually into exercise? Oh, yeah. I see them do inner city running club lads. They're brilliant. And I'd love half their enthusiasm. And they've yeah. just come back from Rome and done a marathon. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, they are then. Yeah. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. us. Just but, us. <laughs> uh, he didn't like exercise, but he liked the aftermath mm-hmm. of it. So that was great for his head. Um, but obviously, like, like with anything, you do it, mm. you get real into it. Mm. And then it would drop off for three months. Yeah. And then he'd start feeling low again. Mm. Or it wasn't even low. It was his anxiety more than depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the depression left him. Not left him. It wasn't. Anxiety was more what he suffered from. Why? Um, Panic attacks did he have? Panic attacks. If he was in a bad zone, he'd be getting sick every morning before work. Okay. Um, like he, he got up before me and I'd wake up to him getting sick. But he didn't want anyone near him when he was getting sick where mm. I'm like, everyone come look at me and yeah, rub, rub my, my back and hold my yeah, hand. Mm. Yeah, look after me. So very hard when someone's getting sick and you like the attention, but someone doesn't. So I'd like hovering like, mm. you ready for me now? Um. So yeah, something like that could go on for two months at a time. Every morning getting sick before work. Mm-hmm. Or he'd ring me. He'd be in the shop and he'd ring me like, I, cu- I couldn't do it, I had to come home. I'm on my way home, I had a panic attack. I'm like, okay. How hard it was it for you to watch someone get Horrible. sick like that as well? The physical, that physical. Horrible thing. Like, you're so helpless. Mm-hmm. You're so helpless. Mm-hmm. You can be there. You can... Say the supportive words. You can, when he's finished getting sick and able to have someone around, you can give him the hug and love. But it's not you going through it, it's him. I used to get sick. Did you? Mm. Did you? Mm. For years. For years. And it was before Paul and Paul saved me. But I like, it was my friends, my friends. And I do wonder, one friend in particular I want to ask, I do wonder, she held my hair when I puked. Horrible. It is. 
horrible and people don't see that physical side I'm getting rid of function over you it's tough um, people don't see that and they don't realise that it's it is a mental illness but it affects you in so many ways like so many ways Keith to be sweat like Keith was sweaty but you would be sweat or we'd be in my mum's for dinner and it would come on him and he'd be like I have to coffee and I'd be like what and he'd be like oh, I have to go now, Keith was always running around doing mixers for people or like he was always on the go helping people or doing something for someone or dropping something off, picking something up. But I'd know the way he say, he'd be like, I have to go, I have to fly off and do something for someone. And I'd be like, oh, he's okay. I'd be like, do you want me to come? He'd be like, no, rant. And you just need to like drive. Just get out of, like nothing was triggering. Mm-hmm. It'd just be, it would come on and you'd have to just lay it. Mm-hmm. Get out of the situation as quick as you could. But nobody knows that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Me and him knew what was happening. Um, he was he was so open, so open with everything that he felt with me. He was a lot more open than he ever was with everyone else as well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, you know, if, if he was going through a tough time, we'd be grinding around, we could manage most of the time. But sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to tell. For me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, I need to tell your mom or I need to tell my mom or I need to tell someone because it's actually yet too much for me at the moment. So I need backup in this time. Mm. And if it was for me, he'd be grand. He didn't like everyone knowing how bad he was. Um, but if I wouldn't tell anyone unless it was when I needed it. Yeah. Because that's his decision. That's not my mm. thing to tell anyone. So but if it was for me, he'd agree to talk to someone else not even talk to someone else just even for me to be able to talk to yeah. someone like he I'd be there for him and me to be able to go to someone and go okay this is getting a lot do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. you do it was it was him in it it wasn't me in it but mm-hmm. I was there so it does it does get too much sometimes of course yeah of course I just go on the sidelines yeah yes. it's very difficult you're watching yeah. and you're you do need the support. You want to do everything that you can, but mm. you do everything you can. Not that you want. You do everything you can. Mm. It's just, you're not that person. So you can't, mm. you can't do everything. <laughs> horrible. Mm. And then horrible for him because then he starts apologizing to me for what me through. Mm. I'm like, you have nothing to be sorry about. Like, don't, I used to get like annoyed at and then I'm like, don't you ever apologize to me mm. for feeling the way you feel. You can't like, you're not doing this. It's an illness doing this to you. Don't you dare apologize to me mm. ever. Like, mm. talk to me about the wedding. Tell me about the wedding. Oh God, it was the best day ever. Yes, like the best day ever. We, you got married in Langton's. Kilkenny. Oh yeah. Why yeah. why why Kilkenny? My sister found it. Yeah. So Kaylee got engaged around the same time as me and right. Keith. Okay. It's Stephen. So the four of us would go around looking at wedding venues yeah, yeah. and like, you know, sipping the champagne and yeah. everything. So she was on the hunt as well for a place. She found Kilkenny. Kaylee's uh, a singer. Um she's a, she she's on a break from Dublin Gospel Choir. Okay. Um, a long break. Mm-hmm. But she had a baby, so she had yeah, a yeah. time for anything. Um, so she found Seth Theatre. Right. She got married in, which is connected to the hotel. 
So we went down with her to look at it for her venue. Yeah. And like stunning hotel. Mm-hmm. When you what like when we got there, like it's just a brick I know. building yeah. on a main street. Looks mm-hmm. like nothing. I was mm-hmm. like, is this it? <laughs> and then you go in mm-hmm. and it's stunning. Mm-hmm. So we went in and Katie was getting a tour and going through everything. And near the end, Keith was like, why are we not getting married here? I was like, I'm not getting married. They're getting married here. Yeah, We're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah, the same wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kaylee wanted a double wedding, but I wanted my own day. Yeah, of course. Um, I was like, no, not sharing my landlight. Not at mm. all. So the man, Sean in Langton, Sean Reid, is mm. an expert wedding planner. Okay. He is, he's unreal. Like, he's amazing at his job. The whole team are mm. unreal. So on the ball. Um, so he heard Keith say that. And he's like, well, you know, we have other rooms. Mm. This is just the room that Kaylee was interested yeah. in. So then he showed us the ballroom and showed us all the different options and stuff. So we, we thought about it. Kaylee booked it right there and then. So they got married in the September and we got married the August the next year. So we ended up booking it. Um, so we got married. Our ceremony was in Set Theatre. Gorgeous. It was brilliant. Like, it was so good. The planning was, you know, the way I was like, enjoy every minute of the planning. Like, you can't when you're in it. Yeah, no. You no, can't. no, no, not There's tough. far too much to do. And you've never planned a wedding before. So you mm. don't know actually what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's mental. Mm. So he, Keith didn't care. But then I saw like one venue before we booked Langton's. And I was like, I love it. I love it. And he was like, no, I hate it. I was like, oh, for someone who doesn't care, now you yeah, hate someone. Yeah, yeah. So some things he didn't care about, obviously, because men don't. Mm-hmm. So then like I got my dress, the dress that I looked at and said, I'll never wear that. Mm-hmm. was the dress that I ended up wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, we got married. I stayed in the Hibernian Hotel in Kilkenny. We got, you know, the trains, the tourist train. Yeah. So we had the tourist train bring me and the bridal party, my mom and oh dad, down to Langton's. Yeah. And everyone's beeping and like cheering. We had the music pumping. We're like waving oh. at everyone. It was brilliant. And I'm raging like everyone didn't get to do yeah, that once because yeah, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. It was brilliant. So we had that. We'd gorgeous morning getting ready. Got the train down to Langton's. Um, arrived. Walked in. Dad walked me down the aisle. It was gorgeous. I wrote a poem of, like about how we met and got together. And that was like the backdrop for the ceremony. We had it like blown up. Our friend works in a printing. So he printed it like huge for us. So it was like, like a scroll Very good. at the back of the mm. stage. Um, so we did that. And um, ceremony was gorgeous. It was a humanist right. uh, ceremony. And we planted a tree. So we took soil from my gar- mom's garden and soil from his mom and dad's garden and put soil into the, so it was the two families, yeah. family tree. Yeah. Gorgeous. It was I've it. never heard of that. That's a lovely idea. Yeah, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an acer tree. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. Um, so we did that for the ceremony. Did you and plant the tree afterwards? We left it in Kilkenny. I don't know where it is. You don't know. I know. For fuck's sake. I know. So we ran to a hotel and I was like, have you found a tree by any chance? But they said, look, it's a tree. No one threw that out. Yeah, no one's thrown a tree. Somewhere. It's planted somewhere in Kilkenny. I don't know where. 
But so Langtons have Langtons, they have Marbles City yeah. Hotel. They yeah. have a few places. Yeah. So it's in one of them. If anyone sees an ace for a Kilkenny that looks about nearly three years old, yeah. that's mine and Keith's. Let me know where it is. No idea. But it's nice. It's in Kilkenny it's somewhere. somewhere. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Someone's, no someone's enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. It's there. No idea where. But there's a bit of us in Kilkenny. Yeah. Forever. A bit of Keith there. Yeah. Mm. So we did that and then we had a flash mob of a brass band, you know, like Love Actually. <laughs> you know, when they yeah. jump out. Yes, yeah, so we yeah. had that when we were walking. Very good. Is that up or down, yeah? We're walking out. I don't know. What yeah. Walking. Yeah. That's a question and a half. So you walk down, your dad walks you down, down the, the aisle. And then you walk up as a couple. That's it. So as we were walking up, up. the aisle, <laughs> we had a brass band. Amazing. We Dublin Gospel Choir. We're singing. Amazing. Yeah, they were brilliant. And they like got together. We found them just randomly. They were busking. Yeah. The new Brass Kings, they're brilliant. <sighs> they were busking. We were actually going to taste cheese. We didn't have a wedding cake. We right. had wheels of cheese. Gorgeous. Looking like yeah, a cake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were going into Sheridan's, of right. course, yeah. cheesemongers. Yeah. And... To taste cheese, yeah. and we just heard this brass band. It was my dad's idea. Yeah, he was like, "You should get a brass band." We were going to like march down to the hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found them. They were brilliant. I was like, "Do you do weddings?" And they were mm. like, "Yeah, we yeah we can do." So I took mm. their number or whatever, and we organised it with them. So nobody knew. Yeah, except for like obviously family, um, like close family, and one of my friends around the surprise on her, but she knew everything about yeah. the wedding. Yeah. Because I couldn't not I know. tell the yeah. surprises to someone. Yeah, so yeah. God love her. Everyone's like, oh my God, it just seems like you already know about. Like, <laughs> I ruined on her. I ruined yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had the brass band. They walked us into dinner and then played all through dinner. Like, they were brilliant. Like, everyone was just bopping, even like eating their dinner. Mm. The speeches were brilliant. Keith was so funny. Like, he just so quick with it. Like, you couldn't match him. You couldn't match him. Him and the lads used to sit around in a circle when they were kids or teenagers and they all just used to like slag each other. Right, yeah. Just sit around slagging each other but like they knew if they were messing with Keith. Mm. No one was going to yeah. win. No one was winning. He was so quick with it mm. and smart. Like he'd come up with things and like it was just like if you were around Keith like you'd have to bring a spare pair of knickers with you because yeah. you were going with yourself. Yeah. Like so funny. Mm. I can't even describe, like, I don't even know how to describe them. It's funny. I'm saying it, but it's not enough. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I, need, yeah I know. And I'm not I know. that funny, so I can't even yeah. try and yeah. like, show you. Yeah, yeah. But he was brilliant. So his speech was gas. It was so funny. He was like saying to me, Mom, and say, my mom and my dad. And he's like, I know he gave me the choice of three, but I'm happy with the one I chose. <laughs> and like, it was mm. funny. Bit cheeky, but like he knew the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like he always knew where the line yeah. was and he never passed. Yeah. He just, he cut it right. Mm. Um, My dad's speech was brilliant. Keith's speech, Keith's dad's speech was brilliant. The best man. It was just, they were gorgeous, but not very serious. Just like there was funny, there was touching moments. Love. And they were just, per- lo- oh, the day was just full of love. Mm. Full of love and mm. just fun. Mm. Then we had... Cocktail hour after dinner because mm. Keith couldn't wait for food. So we weren't doing yeah. drinks reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I used to bring snacks in my bag if we were going out <laughs> anywhere. I'd be like, oh, we'll be out for too yeah. long. I'll have to bring mm. snacks from mm. like, like a three year old. Like, there's your snack. Put into your corner, take me yeah, yeah. hungry. Mm. Um, 
So we had that. We had a saxophone player with a DJ. Brilliant. It was just such a good day, like such a good day. And it, do you know what? Like all those things that we plan, we do notes, personalized notes for right. me. So everyone, you know, you have your place set, yeah. but inside it was yeah. a note from wow. two of us to wow. each person. Yeah. Lovely on the day. Stressed out your eyeballs. Oh my. We used to play, we counted how long we had mm. and how many we had to do. And it was like, right, so we have to do three a night. So we'd sit down if night and do three, or then you'd be wrecked after work. Be like, I'll do six tomorrow. Yeah. Then it'd get to like, I have to do 24 now because I kept putting me six off. And that takes a lot out of you. Right. And then try, you had to. Yeah. It wasn't just like, thanks for coming. Love, Fiona and Keith. Yeah. Like we put a personal story or so much a memory into each per Each person got their own personalized message. It was Matt, like... It was my sister's idea and I'm so grateful because it really meant so much to everyone on the day and yeah. it was a gorgeous idea and I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And like fair play to her for coming up with the idea. Yeah. But the only, like the last week I was like, I don't even know what to write for this person. Like I couldn't even bring me brain to yeah. think of anything. So then people like, right. I'm only doing one today. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah. I was sure. gorgeous. And the reaction that everybody yeah. got on the day mm. made it worth it. Yeah. But looking back, we were so straight. Like I was like, why are we doing these yeah. notes? But we'd already done like a hundred. So there was no point. Yeah, you, couldn't, you had to finish. You couldn't stop. Yeah. You couldn't stop. But it was gorgeous. Everyone appreciated it. So that made it worth it. Mm. Um, and then we went off on our honeymoon. Oh, then we tried to pay for the wedding. See, this is me and Keith all yeah. over. <laughs> so we went, you know, checking out, paying yeah. for the wedding. And I was just having my card. Yeah. So trying to do the card and they were like, oh, the bank won't let it through because it was over some limit. Yeah. This mm. is a half three mm. on a Wednesday. And I was like, right, what do I do? So I rang the bank. I was like, can you up the limit? Yeah. They're like, no, we can't do it. Um, like, like it won't go through like that. Yeah, it's like, but I have to pay for a wedding. Yeah, like I'm paying for a wedding like yeah. now. Yeah, they're like, you'll have to get cash out. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So like, is there even, like, where is the bank in Kilkenny? It's half three. They close at four. Yeah. Like We're going to take like thousands out. Oh my God. So she was running through Kilkenny trying to find an AIB. Found the AIB, walked in at like quarter to four. Your woman's like finished yeah, for the day. Like, she's clocked off. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, hi, we need yeah. a thousand, like thousands and thousands, please. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, what? And I was like, we were sweating. <laughs> Hung over to beats after like four days of drinking. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, like we're trying to pay for our wedding. Oh. Yeah. And she was like, okay. So she got it. Thank yeah. God, she was lovely. Thank God they even had it in the yeah. branch. Like, yeah. Now I'm sure it would have been fine, but in the yeah. moment it was like, we have to pay for this now. Yeah. So then we're like walking through Kilkenny to she was like trying to like, I'm holding my handbag like it's yeah. a baby. Yeah. It's like, don't fucking rob me, don't fucking rob me. Keith's yeah. walking in front of me. But Keith's like six foot seven and a half. So like yeah. no one was messing with us. <laughs> so I'm like, don't fucking rob me, don't fucking rob me. So get down there and like pay. But like, I was like, nothing is simple. Yeah. <laughs> Like the two of us were just, there's always a story. Chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. And then your honeymoon and then you come back and as the, you're still in the apartment still and the apartment. what's the plans? What's happening? Then we're saving for the house again. Okay. Of course. Mm. That house that we're dreaming of and mm. we're going to get because that's what that's we're. That's life. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what we're, yeah. that's where we are now. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to get a house. Before we had kids, we wanted to be in a house, mm. having our first, or like even mortgage approved before yeah. we got pregnant. And then we said, my sister had her first baby through IVF in February of 2019. And we had these views on Keith's eyes, mm. and like Keith just idolized them. Idolize them. You take each of them out on a day out on their own, and uh, they loved him because he was a big kid. Mm. He was he was tall, but he was a child mm. at heart. And he'd be bringing them on adventures, and he was so into animals and nature. So we'd be teaching them all about like, oh, this tree is that, and mm. this like insect is this, and he'd bring them fishing and real outdoorsy yeah. and. He'd be teaching them everything and they loved it. Like they loved it. Um, so like he would have been an amazing, amazing dad. Like I was like, our kids are going to love you more than they love me. Yeah. 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 So um, when my sister had her baby and gone through the IVF and like, it's tough. Um, and then you don't even know if it's going to work. So that kind of kickstarted us into being like, okay, I think we're ready to start trying. Mm-hmm. So we start trying and we're like, look, we're nearly at where we want to be for the mortgage. So mm-hmm. we'll just start trying. Mm-hmm. And we had like, it's a two bedroom apartment that we're in. So mm-hmm. if it happens, it happens. It's fine. Yeah. Like 
People had 10 kids in two bedroom exactly. houses. Do you know what I mean? So we start trying. And the first month didn't happen. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to happen as soon as I want to. That's what you think. So it didn't happen. And we were just a bit like, oh, I can't believe that didn't happen. That's mad. Like, we tried for 10 years not to get pregnant to a male. Like, because you just assume it's going to happen. So it didn't happen. So then second month didn't happen. Upset then. Like, oh, okay. Because you think, oh, it's just a first. Mm. It'll happen next mm-hmm. time. Now, upset then. Third month, really upset. Mm. And then every month after that, devastated. Mm. Like, in bed for two days, crying. You or him? I'd be crying. He was more, he had to do something if he was upset. Mm. Where I'm like, I have to it's the best. stay in bed. Mm-hmm. But then he'd come in and like hold me and I'd be like, it was just like, why not us? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. friends were getting pregnant the first time they tried. Mm -hmm. Friends were falling pregnant. Like people fall pregnant without Mm -hmm. even trying not to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not? Like, why not us? We were doing everything. Like, I mean, ridiculous things I was doing. Mm -hmm. I quit smoking. I'm back on them now, but I quit smoking. Mm -hmm. I was off them for 10 months. He was off them. Uh, he'd have a sneaky mm. one or two. Like he'd be down on my mask, knocking on the window. Yeah, like yeah, sneak, yeah. Like sneak out for one. Um, or he'd be out of his tomato plant. Right. And I'd be like, he'd drop ground tobacco out there himself. It's like, <laughs> sell it off. But it was just, he'd be like, oh, no. Like it was more of a joke then. Yeah. It was like, oh, you're going out to the tomatoes. Like, um, well, you did. You cut down loads. Like probably have one a day or something, because we were heavy smokers. Right. Um. I stopped drinking. Well, I had to stop drinking because as soon as I had a drink, I wanted to smoke. So yeah. I had to stop drinking. Yeah. Um. Stopped drinking. Stopped smoking. Till we started exercising. I got into meditation. Then Keith was like helping me appreciate meditation. Um. We were doing like manifesting. I was going for Reiki. I was getting acupuncture like around the ovulation. I was pissing on sticks. I was ev- everything and anything I could find. I was doing it. Um, I was getting my blood done. Thyroid is hypo. Okay. Underactive. Mm-hmm. So I was taking my tablet like religiously. Mm-hmm. Where you should be like, did I take it today? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'll just take two tomorrow. Right. Yeah. No, where now it was like nine o'clock in the morning, take your tablet. Yeah. Oh, like regimental mm-hmm. about every, like it was an obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but we wanted it so much that mm-hmm. I, like we couldn't think about anything else. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else. This is what we wanted. And we were putting every bit of our energy into it. Mm-hmm. And then people like, just stop thinking about it. Just stop thinking about it and it'll happen. Yeah, because me thinking about it is what's that, like... <laughs> Go have a drink and like yeah. Go have a drink and a night out and you'll get pregnant. Like that's gonna work. Yeah, it might work, but that's not why it works. Like people are. It might happen at that time. Like people are mad. They mean nobody means bad by it. Mm. Nobody means bad by it. But until you're in that situation and you are like desperate, desperate to have a child, Mm. and everyone's getting pregnant around you, everyone. Like I felt like the whole universe 
was pregnant while I was trying to get pregnant. And I was happy for everyone, but I was heartbroken for me and Keith. And so was he, he was heartbroken. Um, so we weren't trying, I think we were, you're supposed to be trying a year before you go and talk to someone. I was like, I'm not waiting until the year. I want this now. So if I have to wait another few months, that's another few months without a baby. So we lied. <laughs> I think we were nine months and we said we were 13. And so we went, got all the tests. Everything came back normal. Everything. Now, my thyroid, we were messing with the dosage and that can mm. stop you ovulating. Of course. Um, but I didn't realise that mm. what your thyroid actually mm. does. Because um, they don't tell you. No. They just tell me you have hypothyroidism. Mm. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that affects my body. I've been just taking the tablets because you're telling me to, but I don't actually know unless I Google what's going on. So that can stop you ovulating. So we got that and like my dosage was right. That was fine. But nothing was, nothing was wrong. Mm. So we're like, right, so what do we do here? So kept trying. And then, then they wanted to like internally scan me to make sure mm. everything was okay in there. Now that is an uncomfortable procedure. Right. I think I've been waxed. I've been like... You get your cervical check, blah, blah. Yeah. so it wasn't as embarrassing. Mm. I think um, you're just you get used to it, don't yeah, you? Like if you're it. being waxed, you're getting a cervical mm. check. You don't know that, so you're just like, okay, another visitor coming in. Mm. Um, but it, it's the way they move; like they're certain in there, so it's it is uncomfortable if anyone's coming up to do it or anything. It's it's a bit uncomfortable, but you know what you're doing it for. So mm. it's, you're like, just get it up and done with. This is fine. Um. So they done that. Everything was fine. So they said, they suggested doing IUI, which is timed uh, artificial insemination, basically. Okay. So I injected, so it starts on day one of your period. You inject it like to stimulate ovulation. Mm-hmm. So you're injecting, but for IUI, you just want two like eggs. Mm-hmm. Well, IVF, you want as many as you can get. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's less invasive is what they say. Mm-hmm. So you're injecting, you're still injecting though, but it's just a lower dose. So you're injecting, well, I couldn't do a key tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't sore. I just actually couldn't do that to myself. Yeah. It was like a mental block. I couldn't. <laughs> so you're injecting and then you're in every few days to check the process and how it's getting on. And went in and they were like, okay, they're nearly ready. So I had to take a trigger shot. So you do this and then 12 hours later, that egg will release. So we had one egg, mm-hmm. one to two, but we got one. So that egg will release then. And then they go in with Keith's little swimmers mm-hmm. and insert it to the right place. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, they'll meet. Yeah. And you'll be prepped well, then it has to implant and mm. take and everything, but you have a higher chance. Yeah. So we did that one round and it was like, you're pumping hormones into yourself. Like it's hard. Mm. Um, It's a lower dose, so it's not as... It doesn't matter. It's not as bad as the IVF, but you're it's still pumping hormones in, so you're like, mm. oh. Um, 
But it was gas like the first night we done it. He's like, right, pop the injection in and then I'm going to head out for a walk. I was like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> but we were taking videos of it. So we were doing like day one, day yeah. two and stuff. And I was like, you can't go out for a walk. And he was like, watch me. I was like, we have to have this beautiful evening. Like we've started the journey <laughs> of our child. Like, yeah. Yeah. This big fairy tale in my head. Yeah. I was mm. like, we have to sit in and like light candles and yeah. watch a sad film and cry together. And like, <laughs> then we don't like, we started doing that and like, it was not on telly. Didn't want to watch it. And I was like, I think you should go off your walk. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Sorry about that. I just had an idea in my head. So we went off. But then we kept forgetting. So like, you do have that, like, say half seven every night, yeah. between half seven and half nine. Yeah. And then I'm like, did you bring the injection? He's like, no. So he'd fly home, get the injection. Like, what? Two disasters. But anyway, we did it. Mm. And we done it in the right time frame all the time. Like we made sure we done it right. Gave it everything we had. Uh, acupuncture is supposed to be good. I think it's at the very start and the day before the implant, mm. the insertion. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> insertion. Um, and the day of. So I was getting acupuncture done at the time um, for it. We were manifesting, meditating every night. I read that pineapple and avocado are great for mm-hmm. helping. Like, I don't know how, but they apparently are. So Keith's sister arrived with like 10 pineapples, 20 avocados. She's yeah. like, here, thanks. Like yeah. living on them. Like just try anything we could find. We were trying. Mm. And... Yeah, uh, we were due in on the Saturday to find out. They tell you not to take a pregnancy test okay. yourself. Did you? No. You have to wait two weeks and that two weeks feels like three years. Like every day you're like, Is that, have I felt that before? Like, probably, like it was probably a fart coming. And I'm like, did I ever feel that in my body before? Yeah. I don't think so. That's not a cramp I know. I think I am. Like anything that went on inside me I was like that means it's working mm. like and then I might not even feel anything in my head I'm creating things that yeah. I feel like so yeah we done we went in and we told our family no we, were, we told our family we were due in on the Saturday mm. we were due in on the Thursday but because I, like everyone knew we were doing this mm. Um, like we were sending the videos day one, like every evening into the two family WhatsApp groups. And I, still, I don't know if it was Keith's sister or my sister that said, uh, oh, we're just like watching you make a baby. <laughs> this is normal. And we're like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> like everyone's part of this. My mom done one of my injections for me. It was, it was um, Keith's mom was supposed to do one, one night, but then the trigger shot happened earlier. And right. so, like we wanted everyone like, yeah, to be involved. You can be involved. So yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Um, so we went in on the Thursday, like so hard not to take pregnancy test up. Like, I don't think anyone actually doesn't, but like, we were like, no, do what they told us. Mm. Do it. And you kind of get to hold on to the dream a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah, well, if course. you don't do yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's still cool. Like if you take one and it's negative, then mm. it's gone. It's gone. Mm. So it was like, oh, well, it still could be the longer we wait. It still could be real. <laughs> so we went in on the Thursday and done the pregnancy test and I, I wasn't. It hadn't worked and we were devastated like we we were pregnant like I was already pregnant in my head Keith was like we were picking baby names like we picked baby names we were like it was, it was happening like there was no way we weren't 
in our heads. And then we weren't. And it was horrible. Like we were devastated. Devastated. And we had like and then we had to tell our family, oh by the way, it was actually today we found out. And it didn't work. So it was horrible. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. You're just like, like, there's nothing wrong. We tried, like, why? But you're not, like, there is no why. It just didn't work. So then, is that very difficult to realize there is no why? But I think even if they had to tell me what was wrong, still, like, even if there wasn't wrong, why is that wrong? So I don't know. Yeah, like, when you're doing everything you can, it's just like, I can't do anything else. Like, it's the control, I think, as well. Mm. Where if I want something in my life, I will get it. Mm. It might take me five years to get it. Mm. But if I want it bad enough, I will work and I will get that. Like this, you. you can't, mm. you, you can't control it. It's not about anything you do. It just wasn't happening. So I think that was what was like a very big struggle of it to like, you can't control it. You can't make that happen. Horrible, mm. horrible feeling. But we, like when we found out, we, we stayed positive as much as like we were devastated. We had like the two of us got into the bed that day mm. and we we're like, right, let's just, I think we had a drink. I think I had a smoke. I think Keith had a smoke. I was like, I just, I just can't do this. Like it was so hard. So then the next day we were like, right, we're going to go back. We'll do one more round of IUI. And if that doesn't work, then we'll do the IVF. Mm -hmm. So, and then still people are like, just stop thinking about it. And you're like, I'm doing something everything I can. Like, I can't not think about it. Like, how do you not think about it? So we started. We took a. Did we take a break for a month? Did you worry about Keith in that time? We was was the fo- and it and it you know that's like like the focus is just on making this baby and then when you got to know and just the devastation of it at the back of your mind are you like oh shit Keith or were you just it was always at the back of my mind yeah no matter what was going on. Mm. Oh, like that was a part of our life, Keith's illness. Mm. So it, it was always at the back of my mind. There was no, yeah, sometimes it would come up more. Mm. But he was so good at talking that I, I never had to, I never had to be, no, I don't know what I'm trying to say. He was so good at talking and I'd be so aware of it. So I'd be like, are you all right? And he would tell me straight away. Mm. I wouldn't have to think, is he not telling me something? Mm. Um, and I didn't mind asking because he knew, like, we were very open with each other. Mm. Like, I'd ask him anything. Like, I could ask him any question. And you might not be ready right in that moment to talk mm. to me. Don't get me wrong. It wouldn't just be straight into a conversation. But you'd be like, yeah, I am feeling some way. I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. Or give me an hour. And he'd go for a walk and then gather himself and come back and tell me. Um, at that time, he was, we were, we were both in a very good place, though. As devastated as we were, it was during lockdown. Mm. We had a lot of downtime. 
Like I was still working from home, obviously he wasn't working at the time. So we had a lot of time to just look after ourselves. Mm-hmm. There was no running here. The kid was always on the go. Always on the go. He'd go to work. Then he'd go and do an Ixer or give the lads a hand with something or like there was always something for him to do. Always. And he'd always do it. Like you could say to him, oh, I'm thinking of um, fitting a new door. Mm. He'd be in looking at it. Yeah, I could do that for you. But like instantly. Mm. And he'd be there the next day to get it done. Like you wouldn't even have time to actually think about mm. or make a decision. He'd be doing it for you. You just loved helping people. Doing what you could for people. But we had so much downtime with lockdown. Like we had lunch together every day. Like when, when would you ever get that? Like... Mm. We loved it. We went for a walk every evening after work. When I finished work, we went for a walk every evening together down to St. Anne's, fed the ducks. Then, mm. like, it was a walk to host. Like, just quality time that you just don't, you don't spend that time, with, like, mm. every, on a Sunday every week, probably you do mm. for a few hours. But, like, we had six months of it yeah. of just us being with each other. And it was gorgeous. So we were in a good headspace for it. We were devastated, but like with the manifest, not like we were just positive, like, but not forced positivity. Mm. Like we weren't not letting the negative feelings in. Mm. We were just like, right, well, it is going to happen. And then we were like, we're going to be parents. Okay, maybe we won't get pregnant, which will devastate me. And it would have devastated him as well, like a little one of us um, running around. But he was like, we can adapt. We can, like, there's other avenues of being parents. He's like, we're going to be parents. And that's kind of the way we looked at it. Like, Did you believe him? Did you believe that? At the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no way we weren't going to be parents. Mm-hmm. Like, and together we would have been just such a good team. Like, of, like, we were a good team in everything in life. We were a team, like, we were a team in everything. In everything. And there's the two of us. It was Fiona and Keith or Keith and Fiona. It wasn't two separate people anymore. Like we were a team. Like even if he was like doing something with the lads, he texted me, do you want to come down? I'd be like, oh no, enjoy with the lads. He's like, no, I'm sure I've had a few drinks now. Come down. Like we were all friends. Like it was, we were a team. And yeah, didn't happen. So then we done the second round. We weren't as positive now the second round. It was kind of more, let's just do it. Take that box. We tried two IUI and then we'll do the IVF. It was, yeah, kind of taking boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was us preparing ourselves as well for it not working mm-hmm. rather than having that come down of when it didn't. Mm-hmm. So we... Started it. Same thing, injecting every day. We kind of, it was so routine then. Mm. We're like, I know exactly what I'm doing. So we started it and we were coming out of lockdown at that stage. It was July. So it was kind of, the restrictions were easing slowly, but they were easing. And Keith got in a crash on the Monday. Monday. Is that right? Yeah. The 13th of July, he got into a crash. Small, minor crash um, in his work van. 
um, it was his neck and his back wrap, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. He went to the hospital, and they like they said he was grand. It was just he pulled something or something went funny, mm-hmm. and he was to rest for a week. So he was off work for a week, but that meant he couldn't exercise, which he needed. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do anything that he kind of needed to do, and he was to rest. And Keith was go go go. Mm-hmm. So when you have to rest, it's not. Great. So he was kind of staying in bed and then we'd go for a walk, but like he couldn't even walk that much because he's back. So he started and then the whole IUI thing, I think, caught up on him. And not that any reason or anything I'm saying means like is a reason for what happens. There is no why. This is just a series of events that took place. Um so we got in the crash. We were still injecting, doing the walks and having lunch together. Like we were still like, we were still good. Like we were still happy. We were very happy. Um, and I was due to go in on the Tuesday to get my last scan before mm. we done the trigger shot. But on the Monday, Keith died. So I never got to go in on the Tuesday. And we had two follicles this time. So it was kind of going better than last time. Oh, unfortunately, never got to see what would happen. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. What happened? So that day, do you want the long story or <laughs> whatever you want to tell? So Monday, he was back in work after being off for the week. He. He was a bit anxious about going back into work on the Sunday night. We'd went for a walk in St. Anne's. His back was feeling a bit better. Um, fed the ducks as always. And I had a chat. Like we were just talking how we were feeling. Like he was feeling down. So he was telling me. Nothing struck me as that he was feeling worse than he ever had. And yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Think it was anything. Alarm bells didn't go off. So he was anxious about going into work the next day. Um, but with that, then a few more anxieties came up, and he was a bit upset on the Sunday. Um, so we went, we went to bed. He stayed up a bit later doing a meditation. Then he came to bed and. We were just talking. We actually stayed awake longer than we, like, later than we normally would. Just talking things out and trying to reassure him and, you know, calm him down a bit. So I fell asleep at some stage. I don't even know if he slept because some nights he wouldn't sleep. Mm. And I wouldn't know until I woke up to go for a week mm. and he'd still be awake at five. And I'd be like, why didn't you wake me? Mm. Um, so I don't know if he ever slept. And then... I remember him going out to, he was getting ready to go to work. Mm. He, I always woke up with him getting ready to go to work. He wasn't getting sick. Um, so I, in my head, I was like, oh, that's good. He's not getting sick. So that's a good thing. So he was getting ready. He came in, gave me my kiss that he always did every morning. He said, I love you. And off he went to work. I rolled over back to sleep for another hour and a half. <laughs> Got up, went to work as normal. I was so I was working from home that week. It was my mm. first day back in the office. Okay. So I was going back into the office and 
I never got a text off. And I, every day I got a text off. He tagged me I'm beautiful. How amazing I am. Good morning. I hope you have the best day. And, or it could just be good morning. Love you. Like mm. you'd always get mm. a lovely good morning message every single morning. Or if he hadn't texted me, I'd text him. Mm. And I'd get replies straight away. <clears throat> so we're like, we were constantly in contact, like constantly. So I didn't get the message, but I was like, oh, he's obviously just busy. So I got into work and I was working away. In my mind, like I, he wasn't texting back. We were due to go away for our anniversary. Um, just down the country, like they couldn't go away because it was cold, yeah. but like the hotels were opening up. So we were going down to a hotel and I was, Asked him something about that and no reply. It was like getting later and later. And I was like, this is so unlike him. So I just started getting so worried. Um, and as the day went on, like more worried. And I was like, I just had a horrible, horrible feeling in the pit and stomach that I've never had before. And I, I knew what it was and I had it, but I was like, no, it's okay. I was talking to people in work and they were like, ah, look, his battery's gone. I was like, it's like, no, like his phone was on the charger last night and he had his work phone. So I was ringing his work phone. It's like, no answer there, texting him. No. So texting to the two family WhatsApps. Anyone heard from Keats? No, nobody has. So I asked Stephen then to check, check their lads WhatsApp. Because key to be like, even if we didn't send you a proper message, it'd be like funny memes or mm-hmm. like funny videos or like Joey Getman just forward them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it ready to go. Like, mm. um, like you wouldn't answer. You wouldn't open them if you were in work because you wouldn't know what you could send you. <laughs> I'd be like, don't send me things like that. I mean, like, anyway, so. Yeah, so nobody had heard from. Then I was ringing his work phone. His work phone was turned off. Okay, that's a bit. Mm. weird text them text them they were delivering but they weren't being read the blue ticks weren't yeah. like there was two ticks mm. but they weren't being yeah. weren't turning blue so I was ringing his phone and the next call his phone was turned off and there was like one tick so the last message that went blue was me saying I love you and I hope your day has gone better than you thought it was mm. we read that which I love um so the worry is building. I'm like sweating, talking to one of the girls in work that's outside me. And I was like, I'm so worried about him that it's not, it's not, not like I knew, I, I just knew, I just knew what was happening. And like she started crying. And then I was like, yeah, I'm right. Like I'm right. So Met like instant message manager. I was like, I have to go. I had been speaking to her earlier in the day anyway, like telling her that I was worried. So I was like, I just have to go. She's like, right, go. So I turned an out of office on. I just turned me. I didn't even turn off. I just liked it. I was like, I'm gone. Ran out the door and Kaylee was outside on Abbey Street in the car. I was like, what are you doing here? She was like, I was coming to get you at work. And I was like, why? And she was like, no, just, I don't think you should be in work. Mm. I just think we, like, should we go look for him? I was mm. like, yeah. So I got in the car. And she was like, should we ring the guards at this stage? And I was like, I don't, like, I don't know. 
like realistically it's only been five hours mm. but it was so out of character for him not to be in touch with anyone mm. um so I rang the guards straight away and I was like hi I need to report my husband missing I haven't heard from him all morning blah, blah, blah. And they were like okay took my name took Keith's name took my number my address like all the details mm. <clears throat> so that was fine hung up we're driving and Katie's like where do you want to go I was like we got to Holt go to Holt because I had asked Keith before a few times like I'd asked him if he was having suicidal thoughts in the past not all the time like not regularly but I would ask him and if he was he would tell me and if he wasn't he would tell me one time he did tell me and he had gone to Holt so that's why in my head I said, mm-hmm. let's go to Holt. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to Holt. No, we stopped in St. Anne's on the way, mm-hmm. looking around. Uh, so he was in a replacement van because of the accident. So I didn't even know what. I knew it was white. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the van was. So I'm, he worked for Dublin City Council. Right. So I'm like in my head, Dublin City Council van. Yeah. So I saw Dublin City Council van, but it was the park. Right. Like so it said park services on it, so I was like, right, that's not him. So I don't remember looking for a white van. <clears throat> In my head it was like a high ace kind of right. but I could I couldn't tell you what type of van it was. I just knew it was white and that kind of shape. So running around they got to Holt and they were doing construction work in Holt. So the amount of white vans that are high ace kind of shape. Oh so I'm looking in like windows of everyone's vans. Um Hoping that I'd find him sitting in his van crying mm. or something, sitting in his van doing something. And in the meantime, I'd actually rang the guards back because I was like, they're going to just think, oh, my husband hasn't texted me back, so I'm ringing you. Like, mm. they're not going to take me seriously. Mm. So I rang them back and I was like, the reason I'm ringing you and to report missing is because he suffers with his with a mental illness he wasn't in great form last night and now no one's hearing from him so I'm like genuinely concerned and they're like no 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 we're taking it serious I'm like okay great I'm like someone be in touch with you soon I was like okay that's fine we're going around house looking like couldn't find anyone I'd rang the lads I'd rang my family I'd rang his family to come and help so they were all they're getting out of work or you know getting out whatever they were doing mm-hmm. to come and help up in house um, when the lads rang me he was on his way to Holt he said where will I go and I said why don't you go around like the cliff walk Connie at the back of Holt mm. uh, and me and Kaylee are going to head for Balscadden because that's where you go fishing mm. he was like part of Holt Sea Angling Club so then I got in touch with them and I was mm. like maybe he's gone fishing with someone from the club mm. so I text uh, the treasurer from there mm. and I was like any chance anyone has seen Keith mm. Yeah, and he said no, but I'll text in. I'll find out if anyone's seen him. And he was on his way to Holt. I think he was doing something in the club anyway. So he was like, I'll have a look around. I was like, it's a grand. So we were heading for Balscadden and the guards were on Kaylee's phone. Like, I didn't even think about the time, but like, how did they get thrown up? Like, sorry, I should have probably. I'm like, how did they get thrown up? So around Katie's phone and asked her to bring me home that they were at my apartment. So as soon as that phone call came in, I I knew what I knew. But in my head, I was like, no, 
He's in hospital. He tries. It didn't work. He's in hospital. He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. He's okay. We make hearts and my stomach. I knew. It was new. I think Kaylee knew as well. So we got to. I live on like a main road, so there's traffic lights, and then we have a Sunday corner. So the traffic lights were red. So we were stuck in traffic, but I could see four guardy and my mom's car. And my mom wasn't with the guard, and my mom was sitting in the car. And just by the guard's face, I just knew. Like you could just tell, like, just tell. But in my, like, I'm saying out loud then, I'm like, he's in hospital, he's in hospital, he's in hospital, he's in hospital, he's in hospital. Like just repeating it, trying to like, if I say it enough, it'll be true. So we turned the corner eventually. I think the car was still moving. I jumped out of the car and like, just like looking at the guard. And I think I was just screaming. I was screaming, no one. I knew what he was going to tell me and I didn't want him to. So I was like roaring at him. No, no, no. And he just like grabbed me. And he was like, I'm so sorry. He's gone. And I just fell. I didn't even get to fall because my mum, my dad, Kaylee Ning were all there. And like, I didn't even drop. They just eight arms pulling me up. They were all crying. So my mum and dad named me already knew because they got there first. And then me and Kaylee found out, obviously. Um, then, but it was just, I knew it. <laughs> and then for them to convert, it was just hard. I think I shouted at them again. Ready? Like no, um. So they were trying to get me to go into. They were trying to get me to go into the house to sit down to like have, have a cup of tea. I was like, oh, what tea? I couldn't get it into my head like where it happened. Yeah, for a sec, yeah. just for a sec. So we just took a minute uh, to get a cup of tea. Yeah. Gather ourselves. Take a breath. <laughs> so you said you were, sh- you shouted at the guard then? Shouting at the guard. No, no, no. Um, and he was bringing me in for a cup of tea. Last thing I wanted was a fucking cup of tea. I couldn't get it into my head. He kept telling me, I kept asking him how. He told me how. Um, which wasn't what I expected. Not that I expected any of this, but I, I suppose in the back of my head, I kind of knew that this is how Keith might die by suicide. Um, obviously not then. I just, only afterwards, I kind of realised that I kind of did think that that could happen. Um, and I thought I knew how it would go. So they told me how and it wasn't what I expected. Um, so that was a shock. Um, and I asked where and he told me where and I just couldn't. I it just couldn't come in. Like, I just have to find out that he died. So nothing was really going in. And then I remember. So everyone was on the way to house. And our house is on the way from Baldor to house. So Keith's mum and dad saw the guard care on my mum and dad's car and pulled in and his kids mum and dad and his brother pulled in and 
I was roaring at the guard again. I was like, you have to tell them. I cannot be the one to tell them that they're going to get. I just, I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, you have to tell them. And they weren't moving quick. Like, they were getting out of the car. They were coming. And I was like, they are going to get, like, I can't do it. You have to go and do it. So I was like roaring out to go. I was like, just like go, just go. So they went out and they told them and they fell apart. And I, Caroline, Keith's mom, ran back to the car. And I was up out in my chair, ran to her. And she was like, what, what? And I was like, yeah, he's gone. And the two of us just held each other and cried for what felt like forever. And then we came back in. And the guard were lovely. They actually were lovely um, as much as I was shouting at them. They had found Keith's dead um, just before I'd made the first phone call. So they were in the process of trying to find me. But I found them first. Um, so when I made that second phone call to say this is what, like, they couldn't tell me over the phone. But they they knew who it was. He had his wallet on him and his phone. They, they knew who he was. Um, so they were just trying to actually find me at me at that time so they left then they were very good like it's not an easy thing that they have to do and then they have to go about their day after leaving us and they've they told us the worst news that we could ever hear and our lives were destroyed in that minute and they have to go back to work like that's very hard on them like obviously it's hard on us but that's a hard job that they have to deal with um, and then next of all I just remember I was like do I tell people what do I like what happened like what happens next? like what so Amy ran she said do you want me to ring Paul one of my best friends do you want to ring Paul? want me to ring Paul and I was like yeah and Paul. So she rang Paul. She rang Claire, my other best friend, and she rang Sarah, my other best friend. And they all got there as quick as they could and obviously told other people. And Stephen rang the lads to tell them. And he went to um our friend's mom, Catherine, who was like the queen of Aldo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the queen of our group. Mm-hmm. Um so he went to her to tell her in person. She, I think she knows him. She's seen him. That well, something had happened to someone. Mm-hmm. Um. So then next of all, I just remember people. Just people were everywhere. Like they were, co- everyone was just coming, and it it was amazing. People are amazing to have around. Like, mm-hmm. and we were coming out of lockdown, so it was easier for people to come to me. I don't know how during a lockdown when no one was coming to you, how anyone done that. Like, you need people around you in those times and how anyone lost someone through COVID and no one came to your house or no one came near you. 
it's just, like that is just so hard for me. Um, one of the lads was up in Howard looking and I forgot to tell him. So he was told and then came down. Um, but as soon, not as soon, but like that day, so I think I found out at two o'clock that he had died. And I think, I don't know, a few hours later, I don't know what time. I kind of got this feeling of, okay, he's okay now. Did you? Yeah. I was like, and then I kept saying it to everyone. I was like, he's okay now. He was in so much pain. Like, he just suffered so much. But he fought so hard. Like, he fought so hard every day. But he was at peace then. So I never had any anger towards him, which I'm grateful for. But I think he gave that to me by being so open and like, he gave all of himself to me and I gave all of myself to him. So it made me be able to understand him um, and understand why, not that there is a why, but understand his thinking in that moment. I don't think it was the right decision. It, it wasn't. Not that I don't think I know it wasn't the right thing for him to do. And I think if he had snapped out of whatever was going into his head for a second, he would have known as well. Um, but he, he didn't snap out on time so it happened but straight away I just knew that he was okay now and he, he didn't mean it he didn't want to hurt anyone it was the last thing he'd ever wanted was to hurt anyone he was a gentle giant Um, he'd hurt he'd pull himself out before he'd put someone else out Um. So yeah, I just I kind of, I think I kind of accepted it very quickly, and I think that's down to my Nikki's relationship that we had. Um, because you can torture yourself with why, and that is torture. Which you're never going to get an answer ever, and I think with death by suicide, that is one of the things that people struggle the most with afterwards that I find is what if I had said this? What if I had done that? Why did he feel that? Why did he think that? Why why wasn't why didn't I ring him in that moment? But sure he wasn't answering that <laughs> what if, what if? There is no what if unfortunately like something took over it. For Keith, this is what I believe. Everyone is different. Every human on this planet is different and every situation is different. For what I believe with Keith is something snapped in his brain in that moment and that's what happened. And it took over and he was gone. I don't think there was a plan. I know there wasn't a plan. Um, it just was a snap decision and it came through unfortunately how long ago was that Fiona? that was the 20th of July last year 2020 so 14 months just over 14 months ago so not too long but it feels like forever sometimes 
And then sometimes it feels like it's two weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's been tough 14 months. But I'm trying very hard not to do the wives. I think I'm, I'm getting good at it. Because that is so hard on anyone that's lost. Anyone though, I suppose. Like um suicide hits different, though. I think so, yeah. It's I was talking to um an organization Fossil, Friends of Suicide Loss. Um and it's like peer led support group. I don't to walk from Keith's anniversary to raise money for them. They're like they're brilliant. Um, but I was talking to the founder one day. He was like, I think it's with suicide because there was an intention. That's why it's a bit different. Well, if I try very much not to focus on that. And only recently, actually, when I was talking to Kathy um from Grief Ireland, it was Keith died. I have to start focusing on how he died. Because it's not going to change anything. It can't change anything now. Oh, I have to start focusing on how he died. And just focus on him and the life he led up to that second in time. Because he had a we lived a great life. He lived a great life. Mm-hmm. We had we were very happy. And that's the thing with mental illness. People don't realise that you can be happy. And also you have a mental illness. But you can be happy. And a happy person. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think it's changing now. People are seeing it in a different light. Slowly it's getting there. But people always look for a why. Oh, maybe. He had money trouble. No, we didn't have money trouble. We had actually, we got to the point where we had the deposit for the house and we could get mortgage approved. Mm. But there was no money trouble. We were trying the IUI. We were ready for the next step. It was going to happen. We were going to be parents no matter what. We don't need to justify that. No. We don't need to justify anyone. Yeah. No, I don't. But sometimes I feel a bit defensive for him mm. because I know the stigma around it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm very uh, protective of them. Of course. So I want everyone to know, like, he was perfect. <laughs> Perfectly imperfect, as we always said. Yeah, it was, it's hard. Huge loss. Yeah. It sounds like such a one. And we said we took a break there, but we actually didn't because <laughs> someone plugged the camera out on us. <laughs> So I think we know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're sitting here and all of a sudden the camera plug pulls out just as we're talking about yeah. that moment. So we 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 had I don't know even how technical issues <laughs> technical from, difficulties. Yeah, from a different source, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and he sounds like such a wonderful person. He was. He really was. He just wasn't well. Like so many no. poor souls out there. Yeah, just, just not well. Really not well. How are you? Right now, I'm following me as him. No, I'm in a good place. Uh, it took a long time. We, no, I'm in a much better place. Much better place. Um, 
I think the realization of not focusing on how he died. That's really not clever is not the word, but that's really true. Yeah. I always knew that I all I wanted was to keep his memory alive. Mm. Um but I I think I did let it consume me, keeping his memory alive. And that was all I was doing. I was forgetting that I was still here. Not forgetting I was still here, but with lockdown as well, it was harder to do anything else mm-hmm. or focus on anything else. Um, for me, like not in my head, mm-hmm. not because of restrictions around, just my brain wouldn't let me <laughs> go anywhere else. Um, I didn't want to go anywhere else. I wanted to just focus on keeping his memory alive and... <laughs> I still do. Of course. But I think now, I don't know why I was going to Greece on that trip. Just Tell me about it. Brilliant. So you decided that you were. I decided I wanted to go away and everyone has everything on, which is normal, normal life. People are living and I don't hold it against them because if he was still here, I'd be doing the same. Mm. And no one could go. So. I booked a trip on my own onto a Kentucky trip, which nobody in Ireland knows what it is. <laughs> but it's um, basically a group tour and you book your place on it and you're, it's rent a crowd. Mm-hmm. What's the age? 18 to 35. Oh, 18 to 35. Okay. Yeah. With a bit of leeway on the 35 if you've done one before. Okay. Or, um, 18 to 35s. You go, you meet in, they tell you where to meet in a hotel. Your, your hotel's booked for you. All your hotels are booked. Your transport. All you book is your flight. And you get yourself to the meeting point. And then after that, you don't have to worry about anything. Mm. And there's, there was 24 in my group. The group like sizes will differ mm. for every tour and every day. 24 in my group. And you arrive on your own, breaking in. Not knowing what's ahead of you or who's going to be in the group or what's going to happen and meet this group and you have a tour manager and they are everything and they look after everything for you. So we met in, met in Athens and you're like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, polite, starting the party, like the weather's great here now, isn't it? This is a nice hotel. Um, we had dinner, a few drinks, mingling. Uh, next day we had a tour of Athens. Uh, bus picked us up. Like you don't have to worry about it. Mm. The bus is there waiting for you. Your tour guide is there. Get on the bus. Okay, get off the bus here. Mm. We're met by some. It's just the easiest thing. <laughs> so after about two days, me and that group, like we're family. We were a family after two days. Um, I think every single person that was in my group we all had a reason for being there, especially after lockdown, the 18 months we've all had. And I think we all got whatever we needed out of it. It was amazing. We got to, Mykonos was the first island we went to. And it was as if COVID never happened. People were dancing. Everyone was happy. We were socializing. We were surrounded by this amazing energy. I had to take a moment because I was 
not overwhelmed in a bad way, but just like, whoa, this is happening. I had to think about if I was right going, just had a little wobble. Like, am I right being here? Had a little cry. Keith songs played on my Spotify. It made me realize, yeah, I'm okay being here. Put me makeup on, wiped my tears, then went out and just embraced it. Went to Mykonos, Santorini and Eos and I did not stop laughing. For, and then I went back to Mykonos with four yeah. others from the group and I did not stop laughing for the whole time we were there. And everyone cared about it. Like, it's so strange how you don't know these people. And then within two days, like, you know them and you care about them. And then by the end of it, you're crying because most of them were from America or Canada or the other side of the world. And you're like, realistically, I probably will never see them people ever again. And they have no idea. I think they do because I told them all the time. <laughs> I used to do it every night when we come in, I do a little monologue in the group. <laughs> so tonight this happened and all that. And thank you all for being here. And I've locked. Um, but every single one of those people mean so much to me now. I think I just realized that I am still alive and I still have things that I want to do that I didn't know. I didn't even know I wanted to do them. I probably wouldn't, didn't want to do them until now. And there's, yeah, there's things that I'm excited about. I never thought I'd be excited about something. I never thought I'd feel. Keith was with me. All, like I wear his wedding ring around my neck. I have this ring with his ashes in it. And he was with me the whole way. And I could feel him. And yeah, there, like, there was a night on the beach that I had a little pride with one of the girls. And I toasted him with everyone in the group individually. Had a little toast to him. Um, he was there the whole way, but I wasn't as consumed with my grief as I had been. I think as well being removed from everybody else's grief mm-hmm. as well. Being, I felt a bit free. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was able to be Fiona. A new Fiona, not Fiona from before. She's not fully gone, but there's only the core left. And now there's a new Fiona emerging. And I think Grace just made me find that. Going on your own somewhere. Amazing. Terrifying. Mm. Like, terrifying. Mm. Even in the airport, I was like, I can just turn around. I don't even have to get on that plane. I can just turn around. I had to push myself to go. I'm so glad I did. I would wreck. And it's, Kentucky is the perfect way to go away on your own. Mm-hmm. You're not on your own. Like you are. Mm-hmm. Like you're not. You have people, you're not worried. Like, I, swear, I think as a woman traveling mm-hmm. on your own is a bit, maybe not more scarier than men, but we have other risk factors that we have to take in. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and I think I have more fear since Keith died because he was always there. Mm. Now he's not. So I have to kind of be more aware or something. Um, so going with a Kentucky group or I'm sure there's other companies, but yeah. I, I just know Kentucky. Mm. Um, going with them, you're, you're safe, like you feel safe mm. and you have people around you. And yeah, brilliant. So much so that you're going again. I'm going back. 
just for a week with one of the girls that was that I met on the trip from USA. She's doing a 10 hour flight. Like we're not even home two weeks and we're going again. But like that, I would never have met her. And now like we talk every day on WhatsApp, voice notes back and forth. The whole group is like the group WhatsApp hasn't died down since we left. We're still in touch and like we knew thing, big things were coming up for people when they got home. We're all checking in. How did that get on? How did you get on with that? Mm-hmm. Um, the guys on the trip won a place in a film festival for a short film you made okay. while we were there. Mm-hmm. So we got to be there and mm-hmm. celebrate that, like witness that happening for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, we got, yeah, we just had so many amazing moments. Mm. everyone kind of had their own moment of awake. is it an awakeness a little bit yeah like, I think because you're away from everything you're away from everything you know and everyone you know you, you can just be you and not what people at home expect you to be and you're just you mm-hmm. and that's all that matters when you're there mm. oh, it was just it was magic it was absolutely magical and I won't ask like What's the future hope? But what I want to ask, what, what you, what's your hope? Um, happiness, like, I don't know what happiness means anymore for me. Mm-hmm. I still want to have a child. I'm freezing my eggs in January. Mm-hmm. So I'll be starting that process. Um, I have to get my thyroid checked again and all that. So I've been getting bloods done yesterday. Um, so I'm going to freeze my eggs. And whether that means in the future I do it on my own with a sperm donor or maybe, it, who knows, you could, I could meet someone. It'll have to be special. Mm-hmm. Big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be different. But like, I'm not opposed to, I'm not closed off to that. Like I have a lot of love in me to give. I'm not closed off to it. I'm not actively looking forward, but I'm not closed off to the idea. So if it means I get to do it with someone else further down the line or I do it on my own. Or maybe I won't do it, but I'll have the option. Mm. I want to be ready and have the option so that for the next few years I can find whatever happiness is for me now. You keep it on Yeah. Oh, you definitely would. Mm. You definitely would. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Well, all we ever wanted was each other to be happy. Mm. That was our fault. Like money didn't matter. Money does matter. Obviously mm-hmm. I didn't want to be rich. He didn't really want to be rich. Like it would have been nice if it happened, but we didn't need all the money in the world. Just enough to be comfortable and get the house. We still, I still haven't got, <laughs> still be a parent. Um, get the house and just to be happy together. That was all the matters. So now I just have to find what that means now for me. Traveling is going to help. <laughs> definitely. Now that the world is open, I'm definitely going to be doing not a lot more traveling because I've done a lot before COVID. Yeah. So I'll be making up for the time I lost during COVID. Um, probably on Contiki. So I've three years left on Contiki. So I'm going to make the most of it. Um, yeah. Traveling experiences and finding yourself again yeah I think I'm more open to going with the flow now 
mm-hmm. where I always had to have a plan. Like not had to have a plan, but I like to plan and structure all that. Yeah. Where now I'm a bit more, no matter what you do, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I like, I can plan for anything and I planned for the future that I thought I was getting and here I am now. So who knows? And on that note, Fiona, we leave it there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. You're so kind and I know Jesus. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was actually lovely. Did you enjoy it? I did. Because I do worry about people making sure that... Um, Afterwards, yeah. Yeah. Do we need to do that? Cool. She can come and say hi. Come. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? It is. Yeah. You're very easy, though. Uh, I I, like you are so. As soon as I walked in here, I was like, oh, just I'm home. This is fine. And this is what we want, like Paul, we were looking to say, when we build a shed out the back, we do And I was like, I don't know, Paul. I don't know. Do we just, this is where people so are comfortable. So comfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Hello. Well, say hi. Jesus Christ. Hi. Jesus, why are you so red? I was playing basketball. And mom, I forgot to tell you, I actually, Linton NASA was a goalie, and I was playing football, and I actually scored. Amazing. 